0: Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Wealthhead Podcast with I, Connor Benham and the Evil Genius. And uh today we're talking about surviving the recession. It's a trendy topic. There's been a few questions around it. Uh I love a recession. I've never I've never faced a big one, but I reckon I'm gonna thoroughly enjoy it. Anything that brings people misery brings me <laughs> pleasure. Man after my heart. My heart. And we're going to be talking about uh, three particular things. One is going to be common mistakes uh, that you're probably already making in the face of a recession. We're going to to be also covering how to actually make money whilst in a recession because a lot of people think that's impossible. And then to finish off, we're going to be talking about the essential marketing strategies that you should not cut from your budget when we do hit the tipping point of the recession. But before we get into all of that, Johnny boy. What? You said it took you 40 years to work out (laughs) what not if I see you first means. And it made me realize I've got no fucking idea. So,
1: Well, you know, you say to someone, I'll see you later. Yeah. And they say, not if I see you first. And for 40 years, I thought I've got no ideas what that means. I used to say it. And if people said it to me, I would go, (laughs) but (laughs) autistic old fart that I am or a young autistic middle-aged fart, early middle-aged fart and indeed autistic young fart all through my life, I had no idea because I took the words literally. I don't get it. What does me seeing you have to do with you seeing me? It's like invisibility cloak. I then realized what it actually means. I think someone might have explained it to me. (laughs) Seriously. Can you imagine? I'm fucking smarter. Brain the size of a planet. I had to have this explained to me. If I see you first, I will run and hide, so you can't see me or you don't see me. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's fucking obvious, really, isn't it? Yeah. Yes, people, listeners, I am that stupid.
0: It, it took me 26 years of life to figure out uh, I can't see the wood from the trees. Oh, that's another one that took me a while as well. Yeah, that took me a long time. Cause I always thought it was referring to like the bark on the trees. Yes, and not yes, like, the bark so was going to become wood. But and it's but like oh, I meant can't see the future. The wood, as in the forest. As in the forest, yeah. They have a the bird's eye view. They don't know how deep in the fucking yeah. forest they are.
1: Which is why I think the Americanized way of describe of using the phrase, you can't see the forest for the trees is probably better. But it doesn't scan as well because forest is, is two syllables.
0: Yeah. You know. Can't can't see the forest from the tree. It doesn't, it's not got the so same rhythm. It's no. not got but the same But it makes rhythm. sense. Can't see the woods from the trees. Sounds ominous.
1: So anyway. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway.
0: <laughs> uh. It's a
1: shame these people aren't privy to the conversation we've actually just had, strategy conversation. I mean, the conversation we just had is probably worth a million dollars to anyone listening to it who actually has the will and the wherewithal to think it through and implement it. But hey, I am sorry, guys. You just weren't here, were you?
0: They weren't here, and it was a bloody good conversation. It was and those a good that concept. turned up to the open office hours yesterday were privy to uh, to some oh. of it. If you don't know what the open office hours are, it's inside our our flagship program, Core Control, twice a week. John has a room where anyone can just drop in and drop drop out, and I do the same on Thursdays. And um, we had a fantastic discussion around triage, and it was just me and three other core cool controllers just a little round table discussion about triage, the types of questions we ask, why we ask them in certain manners. We even spoke about tonalities to use on phone calls. Um, that, that on its own was probably worth a fucking few million quid to them then. Aye.
1: But if people don't join us, they don't join us, do they? No.
0: Instead they can fucking only rape us. I, I, I think Holly's going to have to bleep that out. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Did you know most, my, uh, I heard this the other day. It really made me laugh. When when people talk about... Yeah. they There's there's always some numbnut that goes, well, did you actually know that men are victims of... more than women? And everyone's meant to go, oh my God, that's terrible. And obviously your mind immediately goes to like a group of... M- m- fucking evil, sexy cheerleaders running around just pinning men down and out of them. No, you fucking numbnuts. Is Mendo in the... <laughs> r-? <laughs>
1: yeah, I'm, I'm not going to get involved in this conversation because it's going to get bleeped out so I'm wasting my time.
0: Yeah, fair enough. Pro- no, I mean,
1: that, that, that thing we talk about uh, that yeah, was on no, Reddit. That's
0: definitely not allowed. <laughs>
1: not fucking hell. But it's a, it should be allowed. It's a serious topic but probably mm. not one for this podcast. Can't no, possibly so- I'm saying that.
0: <laughs> yeah, so...
1: Maybe it's uh, well, something we should do as a live event because people can't escape there. No, they <laughs> can't.
0: We lock the doors, put, put bounces yeah. on. it. Anyway, we should probably talk about recession. Um, the first recession. thing we've been asked to speak upon is uh, common mistakes making that people make in the, the 2023 recession, particularly, uh, even though it would be exactly the same as every other recession that's came past. And mm. the the biggest one that I can think of is... People, they all jump in the same lifeboat, which is a pathetic little lifeboat. It's a lifeboat of begging for work, panicking, losing focus, losing sight of long-term goals.
1: Well, I think at the higher level, if we look at this as an app more abstractly, what they're doing is they're allowing their behavior um, and their thought, their thinking to be essentially dictated by other people's thinking en masse. So it's more or less hysteria, Mm. you know, because the assumptions they will use to to guide their actions go unquestioned, like, we're in recession. Well, that's a fact, you know. Um, And even if we're not in recession, because some parts, you know, because there is a a technical definition of recession, which maybe isn't applicable now, but let's not beat about the bush. The, The world economy is in a shit state. And all the indications are it's going, to, it, it's very fragile from everything from the, the banks in the US. I mean, I've just noticed its first national is on the verge of collapse again. Credit Suisse in Switzerland. That there's some questions about that. And then even the war in Ukraine and even the fact that things like, you know, there's North Korea rattling its sabers. And then even Australia are now talking about, um, beefing up their weapons. Well, Australia is traditionally fairly easy going about these things you know <laughs> next thing we know fucking new zealand will have nukes um so all the signs are and we got we got other things i mean people we can argue the toss all day about climate change whether it's happening and who's causing it or what's causing it i'm not getting getting into that i think it's almost unquestionable it's happening I'm not going to go into the causes in some ways it's irrelevant um but we're already saying you know, that there are massive water shortages in tunisia spain already it's only early in the year and they've also already got record temperatures and droughts and what the what towns with water having to be busting. So the world situation is fucking dire and it's going to get worse before it gets better. If indeed it gets better at all in, in any reasonable time, my lifetime, for instance, it might not. So everyone's allowing all that shit to colour their thinking and dictate their actions. And on, on the. Yeah, it's all serious. I'm not denying that. And and there are probably some changes you need to make or certainly some accommodations you need to make. But to allow it to, to, to dictate to your mood and all of your actions, lemming-like, is folly. I mean, I remember, again, I, I've run my business through, well, for 20 years, so what's that, two, three recessions or something? I don't know. Um, and none of them were particularly important to me. It was just business as usual. There was just niggling, nibbling and niggling around the edges. Um, but I remember in 2007, an estate agent on the BBC website, very clearly, it's one of the best examples of stupidity I've ever seen. She was an estate agent. She, said, she was saying, business is so bad, we've had to stop all our advertising, which is a shame because it's the only thing bringing in business. I, I can't even, I mean, I was a, a greenhorn when it came to marketing then, and even I could say how absurd that was. You're The only thing that brings in business, you're stopping to do it because it's too expensive. Well, how does that make any sense? If it's making you a profit, that's exactly what marketing should be doing. You should be putting more advertising out there if that's the case. If advertising is the only thing bringing in business, you should be focusing on doing more of it and doing it better. Well, logic, logic, Oof, it's not difficult, people, you know, um, you know, do try this at home. So the the worst thing you can possibly do, I think, is allow other people. You know, the, the fundamental rules of business remain the same. You still need to be making a profit, which means you need to be selling at a margin higher than you're buying your shit and at the cost of provision. That's, a, that's just a fact. You have to be getting clients somehow. Well, how do you do that? Well, not by lowering your price because that affects your bottom line. And even in a recession, you know, even with say 20%, even with say 30% unemployment, which would be unheard of. But even with thirty percent unemployment, that means you've got a seventy percent employment. Businesses, yeah, they're tightening their belts, they're cutting their cost base. But if you're in the business we're in, which is selling money at a discount, so you know, you pay us twenty K to do work for you and it brings in maybe an extra twenty K a month forever, well, that's a good thing to be doing in a recession, you know? Or if you're in the if you're in a B2B, the chances are, I can't think of any exceptions actually. If you're in B2B, your your business is about improving other businesses. And that's always surely going to translate to eventually to bottom line. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you should be selling on that basis, not not thinking about cutting their costs by lowering your prices. That's that's it's idiocy. Yeah, and there will be those who say we can't afford to invest because it's recession. Great, fine, we'll go somewhere else then. There will still be I don't care who you are, you know, because here's a good example for you. <laughs> In this current climate, a lot of businesses are doing really badly, but some are doing really well. Well, the ones that are doing really well will have the money to spend with you. And if that means basically freeing up their time, making their operations more effective, more efficient, et cetera, et cetera, then maybe you focus on them. So, where, where, where's the work going to be now? Well, I'll tell you what, debt collectors are busy right now. Mm-hmm. So, are insolvency practices very busy. You know? Now you might say, oh, I don't want to work with those people. Fine. Remember the blame equation: choices plus actions equal consequences. You know, <laughs> this we've made more sales in, the, in since the beginning of this year than we have in the, what, the previous two, three years. I guess.
0: Mm. Yeah, not far off. Not far you know? off. We had that the was... best
1: month ever in April has been the best month ever for, for sales for us ever.
0: Yeah. And day, the yeah.
1: world economy has never been this bad since we've been in business. What three, four years?
0: Yeah, three, four years we've been in business now. I was talking to a head teacher of all people and uh, I play football with him. He's an elderly gentleman. He said to me, how's that uh, marketing thingy going on for you? Oh, you know, looking down his nose, Mr. Head teacher at a school of 2000. He wasn't looking down his nose. He was looking up at me. He's smaller than me and he's a nice guy. So I won't paint him like he's an arsehole. Um, He just asked how's business essentially. Uh, and I went, yeah, it's going well. He went, really? I thought it'd be quite tough with the recession and everything. I went, no, we just had our, our best ever month. And he went, you must have done like a lot of branding or something then. <laughs> I was like, no, we did not do a lot of branding. We just did a lot of fucking selling. He went, and what is it that you sell? Do you, do you sell branding? Because that, that's all he thought marketing was was branding. Well,
1: that's common mistake, like, isn't
0: it? Yeah, I was like, no, we... Um, we sell marketing that can be measured so people actually stop wasting their money on things like branding um, and help them build better sales processes and whatnot. And he was like, wow, that's amazing. I've got friends much older than you and they're uh, battening down the hatches, they're cutting prices uh, and they're looking for new people to work with because they're terrified of the recession. And he said, why are you so confident? And that, that, kind of, that kind of, it kind of threw me because it made me th- question myself for a second, like, shouldn't I be confident? So I said to him, right. well, why shouldn't I be confident? He said, well, everyone else is fearful. And I said, well, that's the exact reason I'm confident. Because I, <laughs> I like to look at what the majority do because the majority are stupid and do the exact opposite. So if everyone's c- cutting marketing budgets, slowing down sales, trying to work with the bottom end of the market, my prices are going up, we're working with the top of the marketing and I'm going to double down on our budgets. He like, oh, you're brave. I was like, Maybe, but I'm not stupid.
1: See, this is the difference between leadership and followership. Yeah. You know, I don't care what people say or think and how they react to this, because there's always going to be those people listening to it that go, yeah, 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 big I am. We are leaders. And leadership, you have a lot of, of, as I would say, power. You have a lot of influence. You have a lot of control as a leader. But equally, you have a lot of responsibility to the people you lead. A good leader leads by um, assent, not by fear. We don't lead by fear. People follow us because they trust us. And they trust us because we have integrity. And, you know, we show we're confident. And the thing about leadership is even if we were fearful, you would never know it. No, we'd never show it. Because it, there's no, there would be no point. I mean, it might sound a bit strange to people, but there is literally no point, for instance, in me being fearful or angry or upset. So I don't bother. I choose my emotions. I just don't bother. It's not There's no a, point. It's
0: not a coincidence that two of the biggest growth spurts we've seen within our company, uh, and people will point at us and call us mongers, perhaps because of this. But I think it's just because we show strong le- leadership. Oh, I, I uh, undoubtedly, we don't, shake, we don't hesitate. But the two biggest periods of growth we've seen have been this month, when recession talk is nonstop, and um, also at the beginning of COVID. Yeah. Again, a time where people were uncertain and they were right. worried. And we did not cut our prices in these times. In fact, both periods, prices have only <laughs> gone one way. They've gone up because we're like, hang on a fucking minute. If we're going to take this leadership role in a really, really difficult period, we're going to get fucking paid for it. And we did. We stood at the forefront. We lead our troops into battle. And we even take on the mindset of, right, we're going to lead our market, whether they're, they're paying us or not. We're going to ensure that if they're willing to help themselves, they'll have the tools to arm themselves with. Mm. And I think that's why we've been so attractive in these periods of uh, unrest.
1: Yeah, leadership. I agree with you completely. Now, second thing I think if people want to make more money is this, well, there are three things, three three activities I tell people to do when I start mentoring with them. they're not negotiable. If they won't do these, I would just term that relationship because nothing else ever is going to work for them. So this is before we do any kind of sit down study on avatars or anything else. This is just, okay, thank you for your five-figure submission to join my program. Here's what you're going to do in the next 30 days. Raise your prices, stop working for free, and get paid up front. Now, when I tell people to do those three things, they shit a brick. But hey, Tough, they've just paid me a lot of money, so you won't getting it back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you might as well do it. And here's the thing: it it might sound ridiculous to anyone listening to this, and it really is that simple, people. Okay. You just put your prices up, you just say bigger numbers. Bleh. Use different words. Right? Stop working for free. Well, again, you use different words. If you want to know what words to use, get the book, The Welfare Freelancer. Yeah, you just just offer, instead of jumping on a call for free, you say, Yeah, happy to get on a call. Um, it's a consultation. I charge £100 plus VAT and you get your money back if I can't help you or we end up working together further. That's all you need to say, but words to that effect and that will change your life. And the third thing, get paid up front, is you just just use those words. Yeah, well, uh, if we're going to work together, if you're going to do this, um, I'll send you in the invoice once that's taken care of. Um, we can start. We can book a time just to have a conversation and get this kicked off. It's just about words. So they're just three activities. They're not work. They're not. You don't have to create a whole new website. You just have to just say a few words differently, those three things. They change lives within 30 days. I don't care if you believe me or not. It's a fact. And if you won't do it, they won't change your life. But if you do, they just might. That, that's really that simple. Another million-dollar fucking tip there, Connor.
0: Yeah. And it is that simple.
1: It is that simple. That's it. It's really fucking childish.
0: <laughs> Almost too infantile.
1: Yeah. But no. Well, people say it can't be that easy. (laughs) Okay, right. Because I sit here, you can imagine, can't you? I've got this fucking long corridor of doors. And behind each door is a success where I've done this. And I'm sitting in this chair at the the end of the corridor and there's someone standing in front of me saying, you can't do that, it doesn't work. And I kind of look down this corridor, all these doors, and go, okay, (laughs) it doesn't work. Again, all these people have done it. (laughs) It doesn't work. What, silly me, you know. Some I don't people, argue people... with them. There's no point. It's like saying that the sun doesn't come up, but there's the sun that no, didn't come up today. No, no, but look, there it is. No, it's still night time. But but it isn't. You know, they're denying some... what's in front of them. Some people just don't want to think for themselves, do they, John? Well, no. But ironically, and here's a here's a here's a a, a, a good point for everyone here. You will notice in your life the people who are most strident about saying they want to think for themselves are the ones who don't. You know, it's like these conspiracy theorists. They say things like, you know, think for yourself, wake up, make your own mind up. And They keep saying it until you think like they do.
0: Mm. Yeah. yeah, and they, then, then, then you've woken up. But <laughs> yeah, really
1: yeah. you're not awake adopted. until you think like I do. Think yeah, for yourself you just... as long as you think like me.
0: Yeah, adopted a new set of beliefs. It's
1: fucking crazy, man. Mm.
0: It's, it's, it's... what worries me about going into a terrible recession? Uh, you keep saying probably the worst, the worst recession that w- we'll ever have—not um, ever, but that we've e- ever have compared, we ever had compared
1: to ones before. That's what you've been saying, isn't it? Well, I'm not sure it's going to be as bad as the Great Depression of the 1930s okay but i i i don't know i wasn't alive then (laughs) but i suspect it will be the worst one in modern times and i think it will be different because it's not just an economic thing i mean there's a whole shitload of things that are forcing this on the economy i mean economies go up and down anyway but often they go like the 2007 recession 2008 recession that was mostly because of economic factors. There wasn't really anything particularly dire going on in the world. But this time. And we had another one at the beginning of the 2000s after 9-11. Now that was caused by the, the political turmoil. But this time we've got a lot of things all driving the economy. There's external forces to it because it's not just instability in the economy itself, which is natural. OK, we expect to see economies go up and down, but this is stuff externally. And it's stuff that can't be fixed or changed very quickly. War, famine, climate change. You know, we've got an El Nino coming up. And you know, I expect to see record temperatures, wildfires in, in in the UK. Not in the UK, sorry. Around Europe, Australia, America. They're going to be some terrible fucking wildfires again this year. Um, water shortages. So the stuff outside, external to COVID, the knock-on effects of COVID. China has only just fucking relaxed from COVID. Like all these external factors are going to feed into an already unstable economy, I think. So, yeah, it's going to be pretty fucking bad. And it and will last when, a long time, I suspect.
0: And when things are that bad and everyone feels like they're suffering and they're in it together, business owners feel like they too can suffer along alongside their employed friends, their, their, their friends with businesses. So when they're asked, how's business? They'll feel far more at liberty to be able to say, yeah, not great. even if it's not true just to fit in because they don't want to be like oh i'm the only one that's doing well in this shit time the minute a business owner and i'm sure everyone listening to this that is a business owner if you've ever admitted that business isn't doing too great to someone else they immediately give you opinions every single time especially if they're employees, because they, they they tend to think that they can run business better than most business owners. They tend to think that they can run the company better than the boss that they work for, for example. It's extremely common. So then they start giving you the advice and the advice nine times out of 10 is, well, if you're not making enough sales, just cut your prices. That That's always the common wisdom when a business owner says, yeah, I'm struggling a little bit and they share that with their friends, Well, just drop your prices, win a little bit more work. That is the worst thing (laughs) you could do. The worst thing. Do not put yourself in that same pauper boat full of people with the plague that are begging for work, cutting prices, thinking that they'll be able to make it up with volume.
1: No, with volume. I I, I covered this in detail on the uh, training yesterday on, on the Challenge Busker, and it will be on the replay video, which will be going out, I guess, in the next week or so and here's the fact if you've got a 35% markup all right and you cut your price by just 10% well you you decrease your profits by about 40% 38.6% and then you think well i'll just make it i'll, I'll work harder well once you factored in the variable cost of sales and stuff to do the same amount of money so to do the same amount of profit to make the same amount You've got to increase your workload by 1.8. So that's roughly twice. You've got to work almost twice as hard to make the same amount of money you're, not, you're already not happy with. Well, you know, simple question. Are you actually prepared to do that? Do you want to do that? Bearing in mind you're not happy as it is, do you want to work even harder for the same amount of money? You know, actions plus choices equals consequences. There's no right and wrong here. That's just a question I always ask people. But if you say yes, then fine, go at it, have at it but if you're not well then you you have to do something else um you probably don't want to work harder so that means charging more money there's only two ways to do it really you know you either make more money over a longer period of time by doing more work or you make more money by working you know the same amount of time but that means you've got to put your prices up or cut costs well, cutting costs, you know, there's nothing inherently wrong with cutting costs. And I think a lot of business owners would do well to do so. But you've got to be careful because, one, it's hard because your cost base is rising at the moment. Inflation, 10.7% um, in the last month, I believe, March 2023. Things well, like
0: electricity and gas. Rot- yeah, rising I mean, even faster. so
1: it's cutting your costs is hard because... Often, never mind the commodities, but, you know, if you've got services working for you, um, say you've got kind of cleaners and you've got, uh, I don't know, office stuff and things, well, their costs are rising too. So you can't, you can't offer them less because they can't afford to do it. You put them out of business and it's going to clean your office. So the only way forward really is to put your price. So that's the easiest way. Now, that may involve a bit selling a bit bit more in the bit more effort in selling it may require you to change your target market slightly it may require you to talk about your, sell, your what you're selling differently too it may change it may require a drastic change in your approach to selling and marketing these are all possible but for most of us you can get away with putting your prices by 10 20 30 percent without even anyone blinking and that's what i suggest everybody does almost no one will Right. People will say now. I tell you right now, people listening to this will say, "Yeah, that's okay for you and other businesses, but we're different. We can't put our prices up because." Well, my my question, if you think that, right? My question to you is this: Are you the most expensive seller of what you sell in your market? Well, I've asked this question of dozens, scores, possibly hundreds of business owners over the years. I've never had anyone say yes. Most say, "Well, we're kind of we're up there among the highest." Some of them, most say we're about top, top, middle. Well, if there's even one business selling to your market, your thing, equivalent, like for like, selling at a higher price than you, that proves to then, out any doubt whatsoever, incontrovertible proof that the market will sustain a higher price because those fuckers are getting it. Please understand this, all right? You know, no one would pay $18,000 for a day's consulting. I did. <laughs> you know? No one would pay me £12,500 for a consulting. They did. They do. Don't, don't join the race to the bottom. Just whatever you Well, Dan Kennedy said, um, you know, there is, there is no strategic benefit in being the cheapest person on the market. And there's no strategic benefit for being the same price as everyone else. So the only strategic benefit is to be the highest price in the market that takes some understanding if you're not okay with this but trust me it's right absolutely it's right in fact i'll read you the exact quote while we in a minute because i've got readwise
0: hey yeah have you downloaded it
1: i have and i've I've kind of started setting i'm on the i'm on the um the month's free trial to see if it if it fits suits me you know it's pretty good so far
0: i i just want it for highlighting kindle books and then just being able to click the book and read all of my highlights that's Right, you ready? So, yeah, I'm ready.
1: Dan Kennedy. This is from No BS Guide to Direct Response Social Media Marketing. Only Walmart's, open quotes, always low prices, close quotes, was recognized by 64% of the consumers tested. Open brackets. And by the way, if you can't have the lowest prices, you may as well be the highest. Not let's cachet in almost, almost, always lowest prices most days. <laughs> Those buckets. Now, there's no strategic benefit in being the cheapest because it's fucking tough, really. There's no strategic benefit in being among the crowd. The only strategic benefit is being the highest price. If we found out someone was selling an equivalent to core control at a higher price than we are, we would sell out, We would increase our prices immediately
0: without question. Absolutely, absolutely, without a doubt. Um, to wrap this up, then. Yeah. I just want to, uh, us to run through marketing through a recession. Just very quickly run through it. First thing, the best time to market, I believe, is in a recession because everyone else is cutting their advertising budgets, meaning you can get more ad slots for a far lower price. It's far less competition. Um I wouldn't recommend that you go social media crazy uh, because that's what every company will do because social media is free. They'll think, right, we'll scale back on our paid advertising and we'll do the free social media. And this will be their excuse. There. This will be how they give themselves permission to finally join that rat race of social media. They'll be like, well, it's getting expensive, recession, cut that budget, and we'll just double down on the free organic stuff. That's every reason for you to double down on paid advertising, whether it's leaflets, through a letterbox, because there's going to be fewer leaflets going through the door, whether it's buying ad space in the local rags, because there's going to be fewer people doing that, all the way to running digital ads, such as Facebook ads, for example, there's going to be fewer people doing that. So your cost per thousand people reached I would assume, will be about 30% lower uh, than if we weren't in a recession, meaning your cost to acquire a customer if you've got a proper marketing funnel will be 30% less, meaning you can scale that business far more aggressively, put your prices up with more confidence and uh, crush your competition because they're gonna be fucking dithering around doing stupid TikTok dances whilst you're out there making proper Wonga. So that's the first thing I want to say about marketing in a recession. Is there anything that you would like to say about marketing in a recession?
1: Me? Yes, you. Yeah. Parsnips. Parsnips. No. What about him? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's worse. that's going back to um, the fall and rise of Reginald Perrin. Um, I would like to say something, and it's not directly related to marketing. It's directly related to business as a whole, which includes marketing. All right, and that is, please do not take advice from people on linkedin or any other social media platforms about problems they haven't yet solved for themselves now this is a general point i make often it's particularly important right now in recession because um i would imagine because i'm not on there i would imagine a lot of the conversations on linkedin and other social media and i use linkedin as an example primarily because that's where most people are talking about business most of the time well you would hope anyway Right. So I see I'd imagine the conversations are, and I've been told this and from screenshots have sent me, recession is being talked about a lot. And on the back of that, there's a lot of people giving advice about recession and how to market their businesses. And these same people in other posts are saying how hard they're finding it. So my question is very simple to you. Why would you take advice from someone on solving problem X when they themselves haven't solved problem X and are still suffering from it themselves? Why would you do that? It's a genuine question. You know, it's not a rhetorical question. I'm asking people, and I'd love people to comment below, or however you, you you comment on this this podcast, where you are. Why would you do that? Why would you take advice from people suffering X when they haven't learned how to deal with or solve X? The only advice you can get from them is advice on how to live with the problem. If that's what you want, then have at it. You know, it's a bit like my mate Dev is a cancer surgeon. Now, if I found I had cancer, if I wanted to find out how to cure that cancer, or have it cut out, I would speak to Dev. OK, I wouldn't go to cancer support groups. If I wanted advice on how to live with the problem, the pain, the sickness of the chemo, et cetera, I would probably go to a cancer support group. Right? Can you see the difference? It's very different. Well, LinkedIn is like the Cancer Support Group. It's great for talking about your problems, sharing the pain, and joining the echo chamber. If you want solutions, then pick your experts and pick them wisely. In other words, pick us.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, we can
1: wrap up. Bye. Uh,
0: as always, if you want to work with us privately, email Holly. Holly at wellfedbusiness.com alternatively you're a pauper you want to check us out some more uh, go to wellfedfreelancer.com get yourself a copy of the book even if you're not a freelancer because it comes with eight free bonuses nine i think nine of the most unbelievable free gifts that you'll ever get your hands on that are applicable to any business included in that is the business accelerator which uh, several people in the bronze community which you also get access to with your book purchase have been raving large about it's in fact so good i had a call the other day with one of our core controllers who's paid a large sum to work with us he said before i got stuck into core control i just wanted to go through the business accelerator one more time to prepare myself That's a free fucking course that is so good. He wanted to do it before he did the course that he just paid fucking tens of thousands of pounds for. (laughs) (laughs) You get that uh, free with your copy of the book. Anyway, I've been brilliant. You have. John's been wonderful. I have. And the audience, I hope you've listened. Until next time.